From a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Kimberly Condict and Elf, I'm a Human, Raised by Humans, on this week's holiday episode. Well, hello and welcome to the Season 5 premiere oh. of High on Film. Happy Holidays! Or Merry Christmas in Trump's America. Oh, boy. Welcome to High on Film, sobering talk on movies. My name's Chris Maxwell. I am your host, here for about an hour to discuss slightly lampoon and uh, really dig into a movie of our guest's choice. That is our podcast thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should keep it. Episode oh, it's it's in a, to win it. We're we're sticking with it. Episode two hundred and one. Uh, that's how long we've been doing this. And today we are watching the holiday new holiday classic. Let's start there. Elf from two thousand three, directed by John Favreau, not the banking oil tycoon that Brad loves, uh, but the. Uh, Swinger and uh, director from <laughs> Chef and Jungle Book. Disney's favorite, John Favreau. Written by David uh, Berenbaum. And uh, yeah, it takes place in the Rudolph the Red Nose Red Reindeer universe. That sounded like you made it into a suicide film. Into a suicide film? <laughs> you said Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> oh, it's very dark. Yeah. Off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a great positive start here on High on Film for season Cinco. Um, <laughs> let's get to the man who's right to my left. He is the co-host from the couch. He is the podcaster of disaster and the Brad Davis that God gave us. Oh. My co-host and friend, Mr. Brad Davis. Happy top of the season to you, Chris. <laughs> Top of the season to you. This is kind of the bottom of the season, isn't it? Well, we're well, starting the season. We're starting the it's season. The top, whatever. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. To you too as well. Thank Happy Neither fifth of you season. are Jewish. I'm half. So it's half. Are you? Yeah. On your mother's side? Dad's. Oh, so not really Jewish. That's why I said half. Yeah. I'm sorry. And not really. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> No, sorry. I know. It's the whole mom's it's side too thing. Too bad. Still, I love. I love Jewish culture. I love everything about. I love everything about Judaism. I would not convert <laughs> because I'm not religious, but I like it as yes. a religion. That's cool. I'm super interested in Buddhism. I mean, I'm not a I Buddhist. To, but... I went to a Buddhist uh, like religious ceremony a couple weeks ago. Actually, that's pretty sweet. It was it was fascinating, and they were lovely. I mean, they were lovely people. Was it their Christmas? Uh, it was the 25th anniversary celebration of when Nichiren Buddhism split off from, uh, I forget what they call it, but the, the Buddhism that holds priests as uh, on high or like above people who just come to worship. I was just asking because it was a Christmas episode. Yeah, so anyway, the <laughs> principle is But anyway, it was cool. Everybody should check out Buddhism if you want religion. I don't think I do, but I thought Buddhism was cool. There you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> From the atheistic high on film. Uh, well. True. There she is, our guest. The person who chose the movie for us <laughs> this week. For this Christmas holiday oh, no. season. 
<laughs> when America needs it most. <laughs> she has been on many times before. She is an incredibly funny improviser oh. and actress and a very good friend of mine. Kimberly Condict has returned. Oh, thank you so much. That was a really nice introduction. Oh, my pleasure. That's yeah. very sweet. I'm a little. I'm blushing, Brian. I can see. I, I am. You could. I'm also probably have a little rosacea just from a lot of drinking. Ah, sure. Um, but mostly it's, it's that time of season, you know. It's time Rosy to celebrate. Cheeks. It's time to celebrate. Well, the thank you guys so much for having me. I always. I think this is so fun. I, so thank you. I always a pleasure it. to have yes. you. Is this your favorite holiday film? Oochie, coochie, gucci. <laughs> I don't know. There's that popular expression of <laughs> amazement. You know, what's crazy is like, I, that was my visceral reaction of what my body just churned out into the world. And like, I thought I was being totally regular until Brad threw a pen yeah. across the table. That, I was not prepared for that at all. He took away his, his uh, hi hat symbols. Oh. That oh. was great. <laughs> um, so my no, it's not my favorite holiday movie. Um, oh gosh, it's so hard because the the movies I watch at the holidays, I like the Harry Potter series. They oh, make me sure. feel like it's plenty holidays. of Christmases celebrated. Yes, Christmas is there, and I love it's magical, and I love that, and that feels like a you know, it's in the same world as Christmas. Sure, <laughs> it's just made. I, I do get what you're saying. Someone yeah. lied about to us. For hundreds of years. Um, uh, so, yes. Um, like, for me, it's probably National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I see. Okay. Number one. Yes. Top Christmas film, mine is, prob mine is Home Alone. Home Alone. See, my, why I was saying that is because Another high-end film classic. <laughs> mine are actually, like, uh, When Harry Met Sally and Bridget Jones' Diary. Oh. And those are, like, two of my favorite films, period. Christmas-adjacent films. Yes. They have Where Christmas, Christmas is not the... Driving the, the plot. central theme, right. yes, but it is heavily involved. Yes. Um, my favorite, like, Christmassy Christmas movie, gosh, I think it's Love Actually. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Actually. I, actually. Love is actually all around. Um, my least favorite thing upon watching it more and more over the years is, like, how much they fat shame everyone. Like, literally. In the, Love Actually? In Love Actually. Hugh oh, Grant. Yeah. yeah, Hugh Grant's the prime minister, and he, like, thinks this babe that comes in is hot, who's, like, very hot. Yeah. And this is, like, other very thin, like, model assistant is like, who do you mean the chubby girl? Oh, no, we'll fire her tomorrow. Like, it's like, yeah, they, she's chubby. It's they, they all crazy. call her chubby throughout the movie. It's like, throughout she is a ridiculously attractive she's woman. She's probably a size eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's. Parliament's what, tough. Oh, <laughs> That's what to take away from this. Parliament's that's, tough. Yeah, that's, that's how you can get it. <laughs> all I right, like guys. the holiday. By the way, I, the the I like half the holiday. The Kate Winslet, Jack. No, Black that's half. why I love it because yeah. Cameron Diaz is so bad. Oh yeah, mm. the Brett, the other half I get. Oh, nah. when she's like, and guess what? Stress is what causes strokes, and if you have more stress, you're a woman, and you're gonna go great faster, and you'll never find a husband, and that's my reality. And that's like a monologue she has for like three minutes in the movie. Okay. All right. Well, it's time <laughs> to do some trash star mm. destroy. Uh, the first segment on the podcast where we give you three movies of a similar ilk. One must be trashed, which means it's eliminated from existence. One must be starred in by yourself in whatever role you'd like to take. Okay. And the third movie must then be destroyed, which means that the only version that has ever existed has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Pearl Harbor fame. I never saw it. Oh, you're missing nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, garbage. just like someone flicking in here. So let's do Similar. three movies, since this is A Wonderful Christmas Time. Three movies Ooh. that have Christmas and set in the North Pole. Oh. So the movie we just watched, Elf. Yep. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. <laughs> Klaus. We just rewatched that. And John Favreau's best friend, Vince Vaughn in Fred Claus. I never saw Fred Claus. Uh, neither did I, actually. I don't think anybody did. But so it's set in the North Pole. It's Fred Claus, Elf, and what was it? The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Tim Allen has to put on the suit because he accidentally kills Santa Claus. Oh, we literally just rewatched this like three days ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually too drunk to finish the end of movies, but I get the gist of them. He goes all, all in at the end, Santa right? Claus is pretty good. I mean, I don't know if yeah. it's dated. I haven't seen it in a while. It's very dated just because of special effects. But yeah. The story this is one good. is a little bit too. It's But it's like clearly whoever wrote it was like, we've got to get this is Tim Allen's project. Right. Or he came in and like rewrote a draft with him because literally it's him going, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. what a, you know, like whatever <laughs> oh, yeah. that thing is. Oh, they, they did that in production, I'm sure. They're like, okay, we got Tim like Allen. Everything. He's saying, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but everything is Tim Allen. Like, everything is like, Hey, I'm from Michigan, and also, what's going on here? I'm a guy, and I do the hard work, and you're the lady. You should get less money. Anyway, I don't know, son. Come on, don't be telling Tim people Tim ladies deserve less money? Yeah. Did Jill get paid less? He's a hardcore Republican. Probably. Jill definitely got paid oh, less. Oh, for sure. It was his show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's the Santa Claus, Brad Elf, and, and Fred and Claus. Well, you're also, can I just say for the record, missing a lot of North Pole-based series because you're not watching Hallmark or Lifetime Originals, and that's a Sure, shame. we do tend to focus on theatrical releases rather than TV movies. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I didn't bring my caviar thong. You <laughs> bring your caviar thong? <laughs> yeah, it's a thong that's made a of caviar. Weird. Was, oh, that's it's weird because you've never heard of it. Yeah, it's very expensive. Why do you think he's so weirded out by uh, it? I mean, yeah. I'm not weirded out by it. I'm saying it's a weird clothing item. Well, anyway. Say potato. So, for instance. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go and say that I'm going to start an elf. I guess, I mean, I guess I'll be like the kid, the, the son. Sure. Michael. Brother, yeah. Or buddy. <laughs> The Jewish kid. No, 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 no. The, the little kid. And you're half Jewish, so that's, you very much relate. That's why I relate to him <laughs> so well. Uh, but, I mean, I can't, I think Will Ferrell's too good in this movie to take the role of Buddy, even though that would be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, you crash and burn in if you, uh... Oh, yeah, big time crash and burn. Try to take this role up. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, then I, get, then I get to hang out with Will Ferrell for, like, a, you know, the second half of the movie, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, yeah. Um, and then do scenes with James Caan, Mary Steenburgen, like, yeah. That's Ed Asner. Yeah, Ed Asner, uh, Zoe Deschanel. Well, she was last on the list. Um, <laughs> no, I do like Zoe Deschanel, actually. But, yeah, I think that's... Uh, Who's that girl? That's what I'm going to do. Who's that girl? No, the theme that's song is... Who's that girl? Who's that girl? It's Jess. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. 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 Um, and Santa Claus and Fred Claus. Yeah. I'm going to give the Santa Claus to Michael Bay. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. Tim Allen and Michael Bay teaming up. I mean, I can't believe it hasn't happened yet, to be quite honest with you. <coughs> yeah. And I'll trash Fred Claus. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to miss it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of, 
I've always, yeah, I've heard. Mm. Let me start the sentence another yeah. time. Please do. Try it three to seven more times, <laughs> yeah. whatever you feel like. I have met some staunch defenders of Fred Claus in my time, but okay. I've yet to watch it I myself. Can't believe you know more people that have seen it. <laughs> yeah. I've never well, even what heard are you gonna of do? it. It's uh, Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. Vince Vaughn's Santa Claus's brother and like Santa Claus goes honest, missing I doubt or something. It. Great. I doubt it. Okay. But uh, I don't know if I want to be in any of these movies. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be an elf? <laughs> I, I, that, I that don't really. Your heart and soul is an elf, Brad. No, I mean, I, I like elf. I'm yeah, okay, you know what? I'll take... Um, the Favreau role. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's better than what I was going to say. What actually. were you going to say? I was going to say Kyle Gass's part. Oh. And then sit there with Andy Richter, but... No, the you Favreau should take Andy better. Richter's part if you're going to take one of their parts. Why? You're way more of Andy Richter than a Kyle Gass. <laughs> this movie, they're both just Yeah, but guys. there's no... Yeah. If that's what you see, then my friend, don't take the role. Okay. <laughs> Sage acting advice. Please. <laughs> no, that's true. Very different. Um, otherwise, I think I have to go with you, Brad. I, Michael Bay's The Santa Claus seems really interesting. Especially with the death of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Then Michael it's gonna Bay. be real violent. Yeah, and Tim Allen resisting, and then trash Fred Claus. <laughs> okay. Would you like to hear mine? Yeah, you want to raspberry through my answer a little more? <laughs> no, I can't anymore. Yeah. I did it. Um, I would Michael Bay. Uh, I would Michael Bay Elf because I actually think that would oh. be funny. Uh, because Elf is so insane anyway that I think you could have weird explosions and like a tender scene where someone gets hit, like a uh, animated frog gets hit and then Will Ferrell like comforts him until he dies. I think that would play right into this movie. Um, so Michael Bay Elf. A frog. I will Fred Claus I think that's very trash, go away, incinerate, whatever because like no one has fucking heard of this fake ass movie. Not, not real. It's not real. <laughs> you have to believe in it for hey it to be guys, real. Hey guys, do the research. When people say some, there's some fake news article, there are. This is a fake Kimbo, news article. You gotta believe. Right? No. You gotta believe in Fred Claus. How he dare, is real. How dare you? How dare you? I don't see a movie poster framed anywhere around here that says Fred Claus. And by the way, there's a lot of framed movie posters true. for me to choose from. But we, we should change them seasonally. That would be awesome. There's no Fred Claus. So, mm, uh, okay. Oh I know I look it, it, very it, young, but I was not born framed. yesterday. It's getting framed as we speak. Anyway. So then I'm going straight toes to Santa Claus. And here's the role I want to play. Yeah. Judge Reinhold. Ah. Uh. Want to be a lesbian Was couple? Was stepdad or something? Yeah. 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 I want to be his stepmom. I'm being a lesbian couple, and I want to be the one who's like, Charlie, I think what you're experiencing is a traumatic event that's a post-traumatic stress sort of issue, and it's because of your childhood trauma and the fact that your parents got divorced very young. Are you aware of that? And you know that Santa Claus <laughs> Did you memorize this whole movie? No. That's, that's not what he says. I just made it up. <laughs> I think he does have a similar speech it's to that. It's similar. Yeah. No, it's similar, for sure. But it's paraphrase. not... I'm not, I don't know, I don't know the words, okay? You might, you just watched it. If I did, I would have said them. Well, guys, <laughs> on that musical note, we will do one more Trash Star Destroy category. Uh, of course, Elf features Will Ferrell singing. So let's do three movies where Will Ferrell shows off his pipes. 
We'll do Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. We'll do Stranger Than Fiction. We'll do Mel Brooks's The Producers. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Brad, what are you thinking here? Uh, yeah, that's tough for me. Uh, I mean, Producers, uh, I mean, it would be nice to work with Mel Brooks, but I'm probably not going to start in that one. So I really do love Anchorman and Stranger Than Fiction. I mean, it's still probably tough. Even though I really would like to take the Will Ferrell role in Stranger Than Fiction, because I think that's a great role. And he's really good, so I'm not saying that I could do it as well. But I think it's too tempting to take the role of Champ Kind in Anchorman yeah. and just hang out with Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, and Steve Carell for a whole movie. Uh, but then what am I doing with... Stranger Than Fiction would suck if it was done by Michael Bay, but I also don't want to trash it. What's the other one? The Stranger producers. Oh, the producers. Stranger he was than in fiction. that? Yeah. In a movie? Yeah. The, the Mel Brooks. Ma- I thought it was Matthew Broderick and... Yeah, and Nathan Lane are the leads, but he's the uh, pigeon tender. Oh, who I literally never seen Is the, the show. Nazi. Oh. But I guess, spoiler alert, now I know how it has a middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, producers has a middle. Beginning, middle, end. No, I didn't know that. All three acts. I didn't know that. I wanted to go in not knowing. Oh. Um, I guess I gotta give I give the producers debate. I guess I gotta trash Stranger Than Fiction, which sucks, because I love that movie. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be in the producers. I'm gonna take Matthew Broderick's part right out from under him. Leo whoa, Bloom. whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't think he was very good in that movie. Didn't see it. And uh, then I get to <laughs> be the producers of Mel Brooks and Nathan Lake and Will Ferrell, I guess, who's, you know, good in that. I'm going to... Anchorman's going to Michael Bay. Mm. I think I've made this choice wow. before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It'd be interesting. That fits better than Stranger Than Fiction. And, yeah, unfortunately, trashing the very original, wonderful Stranger Than Fiction love mm. that movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. I did not remember that he sang in it. He sings to her whenever whole he's like over at her house. Yeah. I go the whole he like wide takes, world. picks up her guitar. I go the yes. Okay. Plays it and then she makes out. Okay. Spoiler so alert. here's how I go down in this race. Um, I would. Oh, wait. Okay. So it's Stranger Than Fiction and that one I didn't see. Producers. Producers. Um, so I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna trash Stranger Than Fiction because I think it's beautiful and I think it's kind of perfect and I think it was such a beautiful thing for him to do specifically. Um, I loved his performance and I wouldn't I wouldn't want it to be a joke. Like I like that it wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of beautiful I agree and with he you. was like kind of that's a lot for him. I feel like to put at stake. I thought that was really cool. I really respect him. Um, and then so I would uh, blow up. The producers that I never saw on film, but heard that it was subpar. I mean, yeah, to the show, it's, it's, yeah. who cares? I mean, the best version we're going to see on, yeah, <clears throat> on television or film is Larry David ruining the producers, and that's what extends the run. And oh, Mel Brooks, beautiful Mel Brooks, being like, "You ruined me." Like, yeah, it's so good. That is a it's, wonderful season it's of so Curb Enthusiasm. And and then his wife gives him a pass to like fuck anyone he wants, and he's like. He, like, can't yeah. get it done. It's so funny. 
Um, and then in Anchorman, which I saw in the theater by myself, and the first time I saw it, I was like, nope. Like, and literally, I saw it a second time, and I was like, oh, I get it. I was also like 18 or 19, so yeah, a lot yeah. dumber. But I was like... I'm not in love with that movie. I The first time I saw it, I was like, this is so dumb. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is so dumb. <laughs> you know? And it was really great. After that, I loved it. I loved it. But it, to me, it's like more of a shared experience that makes it fun. Any good comedy well, is that, accentuated that by a brand, good crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But um, in that movie... Uh, I think I would like to play. Bum, ba, rum, bum, 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 I think I want to play Paul Rudd's character. Mm. Good one. Yeah. It's just a woman. There you go. Yeah. That does conflict with it's the plot a little Sex bit. Called Sex Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like so if it's like a lesbian <laughs> in the '80s who, or '70s, I guess, who's like a mm-hmm. lesbian. Everyone's fine with it, but she's just like a. Like she's a predator. <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah, she's yeah. a predator, Red- and like, but and also like. Yeah, it didn't work out. I talked to her, so what? She didn't respond. On to the next. <laughs> like, just a dude. You know, just yeah. a terrible dude. All right, we are going to take a break, and we are coming right back with uh, more High End Film, more Elf, uh, and some games worth some points. Right Woo! after this. And we're back, high on film, talking elf for the holiday season this year for episode two hundred and one. Just about a week till Christmas, guys. How exciting! Uh, well, <laughs> if you have watched Elf, which you probably have, I'm sure it's been on TV almost ad nauseum at this point. If not, this week for sure. Mm-hmm. We're about to embark on our summary game. First game of the podcast, that's worth a damn. That's zero to two points uh, for each one of our performances in summarizing Elf in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to watch. A 97-minute runtime this movie has, giving us each 9.7 seconds. Less than a second? Nope. Less than 10 seconds. Oh, okay. I was like, you're never going to do it. Not 0.97. Not 0.97. I was like, you can't do it. This is funny. Buddy. Damn 9.7 seconds <laughs> for a total of zero two points as judged by your friends and peers <clears> around <throat> the podcast table today. Of course, our time-honored tradition of choosing who goes first is the toin cost coin toss. We're coming up with another McConaughey. I don't know what's going to happen then, but no. until that happens, we still have our honorary Matthew McConaughey three-sided coin. Brad? Yes. We tossed it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Call it in the air, buddy. McConaughey. There it is. Matthew yep. McConaughey portrait. Yep. Whoa. First, second, or third today? I'll go first. All right. First to summarize Elf. Yep. 9.7 <laughs> seconds. Okay. In three, two, one... Buddy the Elf leaves the North Pole when he finds out that he is actually a human. He goes down to uh, New York City to find his actual dad. He meets his family. Uh, he ends up saving Christmas because he brings the spirit back to everybody. Time. Wow, pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Brings the spirit back to everybody. Yeah, that's, that's decent, man. Thank you. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Oh, Thank you. We do fractions. <laughs> yeah, please. Decimals if you if you feel like his performance uh, needed a little more. <laughs> okay. You know. I'm so drunk. I'm going to be so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at this. It's going to be five. Wait, am I going or is Chris no, going? No, Chris goes okay. next, then you'll be third. Well, you didn't tell me after the coin toss, so how could I have known? Well, that's, I was, good point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always let you know when it's your turn. Oh, great, thank you. Uh, Christopher? Yes, sir. 9.7 seconds. You heard it here first. For you. Second. To summarize. Elf. Elf. You ready? Yes. Okay. Okay. In three. Mm -hmm. Two. Mm -hmm. One. Mm -hmm. Uh, an orphan who's adopted by elves at the North Pole is raised like an elf, so he goes down to New York to find his dad, uh, who's on a naughty list, and he does, and he finds out his family, but he acts like an elf still, and he brings Christmas joy to all in New York City, and Santa Time. slays. Santa slays. <laughs> and Santa slays. <laughs> and Santa slays. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This is so bad. Okay. Okay. Santa okay. totally slays. <laughs> he does. Ugh, on he the slays guitar. all right. <laughs> okay. All right, Kimbo. 9.7 seconds. Okay. To summarize elf. Yep. Three, two, one. A human is accidentally adopted by Santa as an elf, and he grows up in the North Pole where he's bigger than everybody, and then he realizes that his real father is in New York and goes to find him, but he's a Grinch, and then he saves him by making him happy and eating candy. Time. Wow. Oh, All right. pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Sold yourself short there. Well, thank you. I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> you were having maybe a nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> Titular line of another movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the movie. Not even a little. Yeah. I like that though. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, but let's get to let's start talking about lines that are in movies specifically. Could we? In L. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Kimberly. Absolutely. Thank you. It's time for first impressions, the second game of the podcast. We're each going to give a line to the person sitting to our right. A line from Elf they okay. would like to hear impersonated to the best of that person's ability. Since Brad took the liberty of going first, I will go first this time and give you a line I'd like to hear you say, Kimberly. I'm to your right. You are to my right. You said to your left, I thought. Mm. That would be odd if I did. <laughs> and a uh, complete lie. Oh, okay. Because we're going to the right. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and I would like to hear you impersonate Amy Sedaris. Oh. Who plays James Conn's secretary. Did we ever know her name? Does she we have a name? do. He says, because he when Will Ferrell comes in, he says, like, hello to her. Dorothy? To her, I was thinking Deborah. Deb. 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 There you go. Boom. Nailed it. You yeah. Brad Davis. I was not confident in that answer, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that kind of name, though, like a, like a secretary name or like an aunt name. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Aunt name. Linda, yeah. Tracy, Patricia. Deborah. Jan, Deborah. I got, I got an aunt Patricia. I have an ambition to do. <laughs> Don't. Oh. You're enough. Well, anyway. <laughs> on, on, uh, it's, I don't think it's the first time we meet Deb, Aunt Deb, but uh, it's it when is, Buddy actually. first meets her. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's walking in, and right. she is talking on the phone, and I never realized the conversations he's having. Um, and if you didn't either, here it is. Oh, I don't know, Connie. I've never declawed kittens before. How many? Eight? Ugh, I don't know if I'm going to have time. Well, all right. Just bring them by the camp this weekend. I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to charge you. Just bring them by and I'll see what I can do. Okay. Declawed kittens. Here we go. Ugh, I don't know. I've never declawed kittens before, Connie. What? Well, uh, 
How many are there? Eight? Oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to have time. Well, just bring him by the camper this weekend, okay, Connie? I won't charge you. Just bring him by the camper this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Actually negotiating a, a kitten decline. Yeah. I know I fudged I believe didn't some blinds, but... Oh, no, that was no, pretty no. damn close. Yeah, yeah, I was actually quite impressed for yeah. not having wrote it down how much you got, because I, I would... I wrote it down, I just that. wrote down the wrong words. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, that ends well. Would you like to turn around and give Brad a line? Yes. Like to hear him yes, I would like him to impersonate six-inch ribbon curls, honey. Six inches. Yes, the uh, Faison Love, the Gimbal's manager. He's so wonderful. Here's the clip. Six-inch ribbon curls, honey. That's impossible. Six inches. And now with the performance of the Gimbal's manager and Jovi scene, Kimberly Conduct and Bradley Davis. Six inches of rope curls, honey. That's impossible. Six inches. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Yay. That was intense. Yeah. It was funny. I fell into the moment. That was really it's funny. The first little bit, but otherwise... I'll take it. No, that was very yeah. funny. No one's wasting ribbon around you, Brad. I'll be writing a number down now. Excellent. <laughs> Brad, do you have a line for me to impersonate? I do, Chris. I'm going to give you a good old Will Ferrell line. A good old Will Ferrell line? Yep. Uh, this is right when he arrives in New York City. You kind of get the montage of him experiencing you know, the city for the first time. And uh, he walks into a, to a diner advertising the world's greatest cup of coffee and uh he just wants to congratulate them if you want the thing you love you did it congratulations world's best cup of coffee great job everybody it's great to meet you hi come over here boy sam and every time it brings a drink Ah, uh, one of my first favorite moments of this film when i saw it back in o3 in ot3 uh the days <clears throat> you did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee! Great job, everybody! It's great to be here! <laughs> Hi! <laughs> nice work, yes! Thanks! Yeah. It was great work. Yeah. I can be optimistic and exuberant. <laughs> well, I, can, I, can I do don't think we need the words to tell us, we just saw it. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Let the performance speak for itself, Chris. Show, don't tell. Chris, come yes. on, please. Please, show, don't tell. Sick of you telling. Me too. <laughs> All right, well, let me show you right into oh. some scene work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you put the scorecards aside for a while, because we are now entering more of an open forum discussion about the inter-scaffolding of Elf. Mm. Of course, this is an optimistic podcast. So we start things off optimistically. Mm. I'm an optimistic guy. Sure. It's an optimistic time of year. <laughs> so, doo -doo -doo -doo. best scene. What's the best scene in Elf? I have to consult my notes. Don't consult it. I mean, the real hero here, in my eyes, is Will Ferrell's joyous performance. Yeah. Well, yeah. Great. Yeah. I actually said, though I find the additional singing oftentimes put upon and like, 
she's wearing a skin suit of a lady that she kidnapped from the 50s. Um, I do think she has a nice voice, and I think that hmm. I like her voice, and I love the shower scene, because I like that he's outside, and he's, like, so, like, sweetly doing something that anyone would find incredibly creepy. Yeah. And he's just, like, sitting on the, like, sink, like, uh, you know, grinning ear to ear, singing with her, the, the rape duet. And, yeah. yeah, and, but I loved it. I still loved it, and I love that she's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like... Hi, I love the song. Like, it's insane. The whole movie's insane, but that's what I like about it, is that it sticks with that. What a weird insanity. choice to put that rape song in the shower. Yeah. And I've worked in a department store, and there are I no mean, locker rooms say. with showers for employees. Yeah, no, that was, that was a leap. She couldn't have been doing anything else. She had to be showering. I have a problem with this. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if she weren't nude. <clears throat> right. And feeling like rape was imminent. Yeah. Like... But I don't know what the answer is. Just don't have a shower scene. Yeah, like be having yeah, her. Yeah, don't like, have a shower. It's not psycho. Have her be like <laughs> unpacking presents or something. I mean, there's literally like a thousand choices. It's Stocking a department shelves. store. Yeah. 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 She had to be here early. They're making her work overtime. She's literally straightening aisle yeah. runners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she could be doing anything. Showering. No. <laughs> That's a woman. What else did he do? You can't cook. There's no kitchen in the gimbals. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, he can make a spaghetti and maple syrup. 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 Um, Brad, what do you think? What's your best scene here? Uh, I I mean, overall, the, the big thing is just how good Will Ferrell is. I guess if I have to pick one scene, ah, God, I go between probably the fake Santa scene Mm, uh, where he the beard off? Yeah, where yeah. he like is so excited to see Santa, and then he like realizes it that it's, this isn't the real Santa, mm -hmm. and like he turns pretty dark. Like all of a sudden, like you're getting close ups on Will Ferrell's face where he's like being mean for the pretty much the only time in this movie. Yeah, because he's like found an imposter, right? And then it leads to a ridiculous fight between him and this store, you know, store Santa, destroying all of Buddy's hard work from the night before, right? And just his, still his response of like, even at the end of the fight when, uh, you know, the manager has to come in and like tackle the guy. And he's still like, this is the fake Santa. Like, he still feels like he's done the right thing right. here. He's right. Validated. He's, yeah. Um, so I go between that and his first scene, uh, meeting James Caan. When he's like sing Papa. a song and he does like that whole like I came to visit you now I am here like, that's I'm in your office and, and then that leading into then James Conn sitting at the desk and like the I like to whisper too like when he comes like yeah those are probably the two scenes that always that and probably the doctor's office scene that's too. my second mm -hmm. pick yeah because that is just chaotic and like it's perfectly so funny. childish and he, he perfectly the childish balls is so crazy yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah, I mean, You're I, getting pricked. It's yeah. so funny. No! <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all nestled in there. I mean, I, I prefer the first uh, gimbal scene where he goes in the mall the first time and then he's like mistaken for an employee brought into the North Pole. He's like, this isn't the North Pole. Like, yes, yeah. it is. This <laughs> yeah. isn't the North Pole. Like, Farrell and Love crazy. playing off each other is so funny. I mean, he's just such a better straight man to Farrell's crazy uh, phase on love, the yes, manager. Yes, he's just the, yeah. uh, the black guy, yes. Yeah, yeah. So funny. 
Um, yeah, exactly. And his straight man to Will Ferrell's childish elf innocence is... Yeah. When they get there, when he's like, are you mad at me? So hyperbolized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so it's great. Per- well, and it's like, he does such a good job of being a, like, a regular... Like, I believe he's a person in the world that exists, but he's just, like, a funny human being. You know yeah. what I mean? In the world of that movie. Well, there's like, childlike sensibilities when he's, yes. like, so excited, like, Santa! When he finds out Santa's gonna be there the Well, next I was day. actually talking about Faze on Love. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. I think he plays, like, the quote-unquote straight man very well. Yeah. And that he's doing stuff that's really funny, but he's still, like, being the springboard that will, can, yeah. like, bounce all over, you know? Yeah, he's got good reactions. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, does the uh, Christmas message really work for you guys in this film? The I mean, spirit thing? Yeah, believing, and then Santa can fly, and then no, we, need a, we need a little Christmas for I, this very minute. Listen. I wish there was, like, I wish someone in some movie, because they talk about this in this movie, and I made a note of it because it drives me nuts, and I love cheesy holiday movies, but, like, it's always, like, Santa's in the workshop making the toys, and then the parents are like, Santa doesn't exist, but in this world, Santa's delivering presents to everyone, so, like, we're, like, I wish just some movie, sometime would be like, we sprinkle them with fairy dust because they can't handle the truth, but it's, like, literally in every Christmas movie I've ever seen where Santa's real... He just delivers the toys and doesn't get the credit, or like oh, yeah. And all the believe. parents are like, "Santa's not real." Yet they have tons of toys in their right. house. Right, are... so they did like, get. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like what? What is happening? That one must be from Aunt Deb. Right, like why does nobody feel the need to justify <laughs> to just be like anybody over the age of? Well, you can't even say any age, but that's any parent gets the fairy dust, and that's how they don't remember getting you their present. They think right. they got them for you. Because even an elf, they're like, oh, there's a bad rumor going around that the parents get the gifts. But if they don't, why wouldn't they absolutely be like, no, dudes, listen, Santa's real shit. I did not buy Michael that skateboard. Right. Where the I hell did that come from? I didn't buy y'all any of this shit. Yeah. Okay. We are poor. There are ten presents under that tree. I wrote a letter. I thought someone at the post office would open it, and that made me feel okay. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sad Christmas. Uh, Christmas stuff work for you, Brad? N- no, that's like, not to necessarily get into worst scene here, and that's not, I, I don't even consider it the worst no, scene. No, no, we get, well, let me do it. Da-da-da-da. Worst scene. Ah! <laughs> the problem I've always had with this movie is kind of pretty much from when Santa Crash lands on. Mm-hmm. Third I, act. Yeah, I, I, it just never's really worked for me. I, I don't... When his sled dies and they have to sing him out. Yeah, it just feels like kind of that... We've kind of shoehorned in this plot point right. of now him like... I mean, we kind of get it at the beginning, but most of this movie is like about his relationship with his dad and his relationship with his family and the city and Jovi and all that. Right. And we just all of a sudden plop Santa down in a crash sleigh, which, okay, you can kind of sell a little bit because, you know, you talked earlier about... People don't have the spirit anymore, and you gotta right. bring that up. But the whole ending is just we're trying to fix Santa's sleigh, but they're also singing, and then there's a motor that starts the sleigh, so that kind of gets it going. But we still need the spirit, but then the spirit can really control yeah, it, itself, or maybe not at all. One or one the other, other yeah. gets kind of muddled, and you know, again, and you know, it's 2003, the visual effects aren't great of the sleigh being pulled I think that yeah. just makes it a little dated but that whole third act has always been problematic for me with this movie and probably why I don't like it maybe as much as some other people do as far as like classic Christmas movies yeah would you say that's your worst scene 
Santa in Central Park? Uh, yeah, probably. Mm. Kimbo, you got a worse scene here? Oh, well. My worst scene is not a worst scene for, like, acting or, like, weird gaps in uh, script writing judgment. Because I think <laughs> the whole movie is insane and I like that. And I like how silly it is. But what I don't like, um, because... <laughs> I'm, like, slightly OCD and weird about stuff like this. Like, I really hate the scene where uh, the fake Santa, like, breaks all the stuff and he and Will Ferrell get into the fight and they break all the beautiful Christmas decorations. Yeah. I don't like it. And the Lego New York City. Oh, and the Lego New York City. And, like, how many fucking set designers built that? How many hours did they spend? And just got knocked down probably 45 times. And, like, literally I was like, you don't need this. (laughs) Like, just roll around and not hit things. So, I mean, you should take solace in knowing that it was going to be destroyed anyway, whether it was going to be on camera or off camera. I guess. I it just, wasn't going to live forever. It was such beautiful Christmas decor. And you could admire it forever in celluloid for the first couple of uh, minutes before they destroy it. Oh, I hope. Unless they destroy <laughs> celluloid. Oh, uh, it's true. It's, it's Trump's America. Going away. Trump's yeah, America. True. Going to digital. Going to the digital. Here we go. The Matrix. <clears throat> um, yeah, mine's the... Baby, it's cold outside. Why are we in the showers? Yeah. Showers <laughs> in a department store. That's Get crazy. out of here. Dude. I used to love it. That's, That's like crazy. Amy Adams being naked in the bathtub for some reason in Batman v Superman while she contemplates a bullet. You saw that movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, we saw that movie. We did wow. a Zack Snyder all-nighter Yikesies. marathon. I mean, I, I will say this. <clears throat> at least in this movie, like they're basically shooting Zoe Deschanel from like the neck up. Yeah, so it's very possible she is like not naked in that scene. She's Zack Snyder in the shower. Yes. Okay. Zack Snyder movie yeah, in Batman v Superman. She is. She naked. says she's naked. He says I didn't know that. Well, it's. I'm just saying the way they could have shot it is she's not naked. Here's in the thing. Batman v Superman. She's absolutely naked. Here's you the can thing. definitely see. You're that she's saying naked. you can't. Oh, see you mean the actress? Yes. Oh. Primary or secondary sex organs, but she's still fucking naked. Like we all know, she's naked in that scene. Like yeah, the character she, is and, naked. And yeah. That's, a, I guess for me, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, like... objectification of women. Yeah, I guess for my money, I'm more thinking of the actress and how, like, I imagine that can be an uncomfortable scene to have to play. Like, I always feel it's kind of wrong to put anybody in a scene, like, n- n- with nudity if you really don't need it for the movie. Female characters do not need to be in the shower every time we see a female character. Right. No, that's absolutely not. Well, she could even be, like, post-shower. Like, if they're, like, they want her in a locker room. You know what I mean? She could be, she like... She could be in a locker room. She could be straightening shoes in the shoe department. Of course. I'm just saying, like, even things. if, like, oh, she I could be, like, she just overtime. got her clothes on and is singing, and then it's, like, then you hear it, but she's fully dressed. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah, like, she's out that's of still shower. potential intrusion. And, uh, weird. Yeah, for sure it Weird is. dichotomy to put if, female characters. If your thing is, like, involved. get her in the locker room and get him in there, it'll be weird and funny, then it's like, well, there's still better ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also 13 years ago when people certainly weren't focused on this as much as they are now, which is better. Obviously, we I think it's... People mm-hmm. are making... We're yeah. better. We're noting worse. this. I mean, people didn't used right, to right. note this. That's true. Right. I mean... No, that's true. We're discussing this. So, I mean, we've definitely come further... at least starting to have a conversation about it, which I think is helping. Yeah. Very true. All right. It's time for Milking It, the final game of the podcast. Zero to five points at stake for this 
final game, as I just said, as I repeat myself. We each uh, draw a card, and uh, onside card will give you a new way to reuse, reduce, and recycle all the ideas, themes, characters, plot lines from Elf and form a brand new movie, of which we'll need a title and quick summary from each one of us. So, uh, I believe it is Brad's, uh, no, Kimberly's turn to go first. Oh, and it's, I draw this and then I And read aloud. But then I pitch it, oh, I got you. And then I pitch a new movie based on... What the card says. Okay. Off of Elf. <laughs> Wait, Mostly based Read the card. Okay. Epic adventure based on Elf? Yes. But a different movie than Elf. Yes. Yeah. Just okay. pull it, taking pieces from Elf. So, uh... So, Brad's gonna draw... Great. <laughs> a murder mystery. A murder mystery. Ooh. Elf I, the murder yeah. mystery. No, I got it now. I got it. I'm here. And then I'll draw a biography. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to take another break and come back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this. And we're back right in the middle of milking it for John Favreau's Elf. Mm. So, three movies. Here we go. Kimbo. Oh, yeah. You drew The Epic Adventure. Yeah. A sweeping tale of elfery. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, so, this elf movie takes place in outer space. It's called mm. Space Elves. And what it is, is that a human was transplanted to space somehow, probably like how it happened in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not sure. But he's raised by outer space elves. And these outer space elves don't work for Santa. They're what makes sure that like climate change is only happening on a very minuscule level, not like a, a macro level. And uh, Buddy, our main character, he's a human slash space elf. And he finds out that his dad is the leader of the humans down on Earth. And he realizes that the humans down on Earth are a subspecies, but he has to go back to save them. Uh, if he doesn't, and if the Santa elf, quote unquote, doesn't visit Earth, then they as a species will die. Jesus. So Buddy goes down to Earth to find Santa his brings dad. life. Yeah, yeah. And and Buddy goes down there and Santa's not convinced that the human race should survive. He's like, maybe they're done. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, well, but he's just he's a superior species of being. So he Buddy goes down to Earth, he fixes everything with singing, which people didn't think could happen, but it can. And um his dad, who is a very big villain, he's like basically a member of the KKK, but against elves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. E the E E E. And he's like <laughs> nasty old mister. And then Buddy teaches him that all beings are equal, no matter what your race, creed, age, religion, anything. Wow. Yeah. It's like so, a lesson we learned here today. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And so Buddy saves humanity, and Santa comes down and decides they should get presents too, which just means food. And um, basically, they decide... Presents just means food? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the people yeah. of Earth. <laughs> in this alternate yeah, reality. In this alternate reality. And but then Buddy decides to integrate the elf elven race of uh more intelligent species ahead of us and they decide to come down to Earth and, and help us and make us better and Buddy versus the Board of Education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buddy v. Trump. Mm. Is what, no, it's just called yeah. Space Elves. Space Elves, right. Uh, and that's how Buddy fixes Earth. That's great. <laughs> that's really well thought out. <laughs> I like that it's touching on political things of today. I mean, well, of course it is. Of course. Come on. In times of trouble, trouble, great art uh, holds a trouble, mirror. Don't live in a bubble. There it is. <laughs> that old saying. Yeah. Something we've all learned, I think. Yeah. Brad Davis. Yes. You got a murder mystery for us in this lighthearted Christmas movie. What are you gonna do? I don't know, Chris. Well, can you uh, tell me, please? Oh right, yeah, I guess I gotta do that. Tell all of us. Okay. Um, uh, so we have Buddy who's uh who is a human living at the North Pole after having been adopted. And uh word gets to him, and he finds out that uh, his, his adopted father, who's an elf, tells him that, you know, he tells him that he's a human, tells him that he's adopted, and tells him that they just got word that his biological mm. father has been murdered in New York. So oh, Buddy takes it upon himself to travel to New York in order to investigate the case and figure out who, who did this to uh, his... Dear old dad. His dad was like, uh, was kind of like a big publisher, like almost more in the sense of like, um, uh, fucking William Randolph Hearst. Hearst. Yeah. Like more like kind of that big of a, you know, big of media a media magnate. Right. So he's kind of digging into all that and kind of finding a lot of different people who could want this person dead. Mm. Uh, but then he uh, stumbles on some <clears throat> evidence that actually what that exactly is I gotta figure out but evidence that kind of actually points back to the North Pole no so he's going back to the North Pole which actually leads him to his adopted father as a potential suspect but it turns out that he was just trying to be his adopted father was trying to be framed by his adopted brother Jeez. in the end was the killer crazy crazy his actual brother, his adopted, and both adopted. Yes. Okay. His, so they were adopted together. No, no, no. Separated. His actual, the elf's actual son. Okay. And buddy, who are brothers. Buds. Gotcha. Buddies. Adopted brothers. Gotcha. Who? Yeah. <laughs> and your title? Uh, buddy the elf in the case of the paternal publisher. Ooh. Ooh, it's like a babysitter's club mystery. Or Sherlock Holmes mystery. Well, feel nice good. job, Brad. I, I like that. That's that's uh, that's pretty damn good. Thank you, sir. Uh, I got a biography ready. If you guys are interested. Oh, we ready? God, we're so interested. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, Walter Hobbs, president of this once small independent publishing company, turned huge literary magnate, has died. No. And. He has left a majority of his earnings to uh, a children's charity, which is very nice. Uh, and we kind of do uh, have an investigative documentary that, that goes through his life, finds out that halfway through his life, he was actually visited by an estranged son 
Um, mm. And from that moment on, he led this double life, uh, raising this elf-like son with an indomitable spirit um, mm. and grandchild at the North Pole, developing a close and uh, personal relationship <laughs> with Santa Claus and uh, came to have a very deep understanding of the naughty and nice list. Mm. Ooh. And then kind of got in cahoots with Santa mm. Claus Started uh, publishing these stories that then Santa would just give to kids, no. bumping up the sales. Um, so even though he did the right thing in the end, maybe his means weren't the best. And it's called Fifth Avenue, Santa Never Sleeps. Whoa. Okay. Fifth Avenue, of course, where the Empire State Building is, where Walter works. And Santa Never Sleeps because... Walter Hobbs got Santa his eyes on everybody. Never be sleeping. There you go. All right, guys. Well, as soon as you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition as we move in to podcast regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying on this <laughs> podcast? I know I, I regret not bringing up the shameless elf promotion at the end of this film with the release of the children's book in the uh, climax. That leads to plenty of kids buying little elf hats that they wear and a big <laughs> cardboard buddy cutout and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Commercialism. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Anything I didn't mention? Um, I mean, I, I've always found the conversation he has with the snowman, Leon, a little weird. Yeah. It's, it's just a little like, uh, I mean, especially... Well, yeah, and especially that, like, he's the last character we actually see in the movie. Like, everything kind of ends, and it's like, you kind of get one more shot of Leon at the end, like, give it a little wink to the camera. Right. It's like, this guy's in one other scene, literally, and it's like this kind of forced conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like they wanted to do something in the vein of, like, you know, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is coming right, to town, right. like the, uh, old... The claymation. Yeah, that kind of thing. So they kind of wanted yeah. to give a nod to that, but it just kind of ended up feeling a little mm. out of place. Yeah, I agree. I, my, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's like fun, but it's jarring. Yeah, well, you, you've kind of set up this world of, you know, of the North Pole and elves and everything, and everyone's a human. Right. And then all of a sudden you jump to, like, this snowman character who we've not been introduced to at all. We just, all of a sudden, we walk down to the middle of the yard and we're just having a conversation with him. Right. And well, they're the ones in the opening title sequence. Like, these little animals in the snowman. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you get that, but that too. And we so have the narwhal. Yeah, I mean, that's where I said the expanded Rudolph the Red News Reindeer right. universe. I mean, that's what they're operating in. That's what the elf costumes are based in... Right, yeah. You know. True. It's an homage. So it's that, bringing yeah. that, like, this character steps <laughs> out of that stop-motion animation world and walks into our New York. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. It just always seemed a little... It's a little bit jarring. wasted of time because there's no new information learned. No. Yeah. Not at all. All right, guys. We'll have the points tallied. Yay! Brad... Yeah. Well, I actually, I should say, uh, before we get this, uh, I have the high-on-film lifetime stats here. Ooh. Wow. Since we're in episode 201. You know I love stats. Yeah, uh, I'm in third place with 44 wins. Okay. In 201 episodes. Okay. With four episodes not being judged. Right, because <laughs> they are 
uh, yeah. podcast festival episode. Exactly. Brad, you have 64 wins. And the guest has actually won 88 times. <laughs> wow, we're getting our asses kicked. Yeah, they, they have double the amount of wins that and I have. And we do this every week. Yes, <laughs> yes. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> and tonight's no different. Ah. Kimbo, 15.8 points uh, to my 13.1. Brad, to your 12.75 points. Ooh. So there it is. There it is. Tight race. Tight Thank race. You. Merry Christmas to all. Thank you to all my fans. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kimberly, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And bringing a, a wonderful Christmas movie such as Elf. I was really excited when I thought of it because I wasn't sure what to bring because, you know, there's a lot of like rote Christmas movies, but this is a new classic. So A it's new like, classic. This it is. is. It's fun. It so is. thank you guys for having me over and like, you know. Smoking me out and watching a movie. It's really it's fun. Anytime. That's how we do. <laughs> Any internet stuff you'd like to plug? Oh, Christ. Um, or life stuff. Uh, a new cover up your oh, cameras Christ. on your laptops oh, okay. and, your, and your iPhones. Watch Full Frontal with Samantha B. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And I'll have things coming soon. Happy New Year! <laughs> Brad Davis, thank you as always. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, at BD Always GP on Twitter and Instagram. That's pretty much it. All right. I'm at Cross Maxwell on your social media bowls. At High on Film is the show. Um, please leave us a message wherever you feel like it. That would be great. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Happy we Hanukkah. Will. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Well, Happy birthday, me. Thank you. Happy birthday, Chris. It's our birthday month. It's birthday month. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and we will see you in the new year. We're going to take another week off, continue our holiday vacation of our own, back January 2nd for our favorite holiday here on I Am Film. The big holiday. The most important holiday. McConuary. You know it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, please look forward to that. Tune in, and uh, we'll see you then. Happy holidays, everybody. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. And to all a good night. <laughs> That's how I should have ended it. And Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs>